Welcome to the sanctuary. You're listening to DC Radio 96.3 HD4 and dcradio.gov, where we inspire, educate, and empower women of color to unapologetically transform into their most authentic and healthy selves by tapping into the goddess within. I am Wendy Cherry, and I am the visionary of the Goddess Awakening and Healing Sanctuary. And that is a full-service, holistic health coaching, what I'm calling a revolution. And it is focused on nutrition and the mission to provide a safe place where powerful women of color who feel exhausted, stuck, and unfulfilled, or just really simply need a reset can unapologetically transform into their most healthy and authentic selves. And I got there because I was sick, uh, uninspired, and stuck. And after going to talk to a few people and dealing with a few health issues, I realized that the place where I was was causing a lot of the, the issues and a lot of the things that I was feeling. So I started to reach out and um, got connected with a lot of workshops. So there were workshops and seminars and people I was talking to about ways to help me um, become unstuck pretty much. And um, it happened that Every time I would be um, listening to these seminars, the people on the seminars didn't look like me. And they were espousing all of this information and all of this wisdom, and they would admit that they came from the Himalayas, or they came from the deep places of Africa, or they came from, you know, very indigenous places in Mexico or wherever in the Caribbean and now they were sharing this information and getting paid for it and telling us how to move forward and you know over the course of the time the information was good but I kept feeling that it wasn't really um, hitting me in a place where uh they understood all of the things that I was going through at the time because they didn't look like me. And we live in America. And so you know when you live in the United States, when you're a black woman or a black child or a black family, you are conditioned a certain way, you are given certain rules very early, you're given um, certain practices that you do just because of the color of your skin and they weren't addressing any of it. And I was just like, that was frustrating. The information was good. They may have in this first second talked about where they got the information and then they just went for it and were commodifying it. So I thought, why can't I do that for my, for myself, for my family? Because I feel like if you're going to heal anybody, the healing has to begin at home. Like charity begins at home. So if you're going to do something for somebody else, you need to start with yourself and then you can start with your family and then branch out that way. So just as it happens 
whenever you ask for something and you're clear on what you want, the resources just come. So whether it's money, whether it is um, access, whether it's information, whether it's people, it starts to come. And if you're open to receiving it, then you can go far. Um, you, You can move forward much quicker. And so that's what happened to me when I was on this journey of feeling a certain way and not feeling healthy. You know, I went to doctors and I had three surgeries. And at the fourth, the fourth um, insistence of the fourth surgery, I was like, I can't do this. I can't have another surgery. I can't have, you know, another doctor's appointment. I'm scared of needles. I don't want another shot. And more, I don't want to spend all this money and all this time trying to figure out something in Western medicine that is not helping me. But the, the me giving my power to Western doctors comes from my family. Everybody goes to the doctor for every single little thing and they take for biblical truth every single thing that the doctor says. Well, I followed all of it and I still didn't feel well. So then I'm like, I gotta figure out something else. So then things started coming and people started coming into my life and sharing this information that is old, that is ancient, and that has been used for generations and generations and generations before and um, it has, it has been used forever and people have been feeling better because of it, but I was taught it wasn't good. I was taught it was scary. I was taught it's something you shouldn't even consider. I was taught a whole bunch of things. And I think many of us here in the West are, we're taught to not um, embrace it or to um, try to understand more about it. So once I moved past that, my eyes, my eyes started opening. So you may have heard of the term, the third eye opens. So very slowly, but super surely, my third eye started to open and I realized some of this stuff isn't, majority of this stuff isn't bad. It isn't dark. It isn't something that's going to harm me. If anything, it's something that could help me. So one of the people who would plant little seeds and give me uh, little snackable uh, ways to to absorb all of this information, because it's a lot of information it can be, was Dr. Vicki Johnson. So the movement is the Goddess Awakening and Healing Sanctuary. So I was born a goddess. We actually all are. Every woman is born a goddess and every male is a god and you're born to enjoy your life you're born to have fun you're born to have everything that you want you're born to be healthy so think about little kids when you see little babies and they're laughing at the silliest stuff they're just running around having a good old time until somebody says don't do that or tap them on the hand stop and then that's when they start to become conditioned to not do that. But that's really who we are. Mm-hmm. We are born to experience life and to have fun and to have abundance. And that's not just money, money, money. That's like good food. That is good people around you. That's clean air. That's clean water. These things are the basic things that we were born and that we have the right to. They call it a birthright, right? So 
I wanted us to, so now we're in this phase of the US and all over the world really where there's a revolution. Mm -hmm. Everybody has their part in the revolution. This is what I have created to be my part. Cause I will go out and pick it, I do, and I vote, and I'll call when they say call, I'll do all those things, but I wanted something that would be more impactful and more sustainable for me and more wide reaching to the people who I saw, people who were right in front of me, my friends, my family, who were feeling some of the things I felt in the early days when I wasn't sure, but I knew something wasn't right. So that's, that's the revolution, the goddess awakening and healing revolution. So the goddess, I was born one, awakening, I'm awakening, I'm always learning something. If you're open to always learning and being a, a professional student, as it were, then you can learn so many things. Um, and then when you awaken, then you can heal because when you awaken, you learn so many things and then you start to do things a little bit differently and that will help you heal. But in healing, there's action you have to take. You can't do the same things the same way and get the same result to heal. So many of us have been doing things the same way for a long time. And then I call it the sanctuary because I invite people to come in and do it in a safe space. Because as I was awakening and healing, Vicky, along with many other people, gave me a safe space. They didn't say, how come you didn't know that? Or about time you learned that or, <laughs> you know, whatever, because people do that. You know, people who are in um, very traditional systems, they can be a little harsh. And I was one of them. So I realized that you need a safe place to come in. You can cry. So in my coaching, so I have the, the coaching practice is where women can come in. They can cry. I go through so many tissues. We journal. We write down things. Um, so that's the safe space. So this podcast is an offshoot of the Goddess Awakening and Healing Sanctuary, and it's just the sanctuary. And I am sharing information that I have garnered over the last, it's probably been six and a half years that I've been on this journey in this specific way. Um, and I feel like everybody needs to know. Like, I just want to tell everybody because it, it, it's it's sometimes it's right there in front of us. There's a lot of things that are right there in front of us, but because we're conditioned to not pay attention, to not trust ourselves and our hearts and our guts and our own intuition and our own instinct, that we don't even realize is there. And so my goal is to help women uh, be more authentic and to be able to get those little seeds and they can do whatever they want. Like I'm not proselytizing anybody, I'm not beating anybody in the head, I'm just sharing the information and people can do what they want with it. But I feel like that's my piece of the revolution is to share um, the things that I'm learning and people can do with it what they want. So going back to me, picture me as like the baby bird in the nest. And my mouth is open because I, like, I want to do something different because what I've been doing has not been working. So in comes Dr. Vicki Johnson, and the first dinner that I ever sat with her across the table, which may have been about seven or eight years ago, I um, was listening to her conversation. We were just all sitting there. We were brought together a group of black women who are in entertainment. Mm -hmm. So I worked in the entertainment and event production and fashion industry for 25 years. And at this point, 
We're just sitting at a table, enjoying each other, and I'm eavesdropping, listening to this conversation, and she's talking about that she's about to give a kidney yes. to a um, cousin. To a cousin, and she's talking about officiating and wedding that's coming up, and I'm like, well, I'm getting married. And she said, well, have you read this book? And it was The Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz. Mm -hmm. And I had never heard of that book before. So I thought it was cool that she suggested it. And um, I took it home. And my fiance at the time and I, we that was our homework on Thursdays. On Thursdays, we would read this book. And um, at first, it was a little rocky and a little shaky because the language is not typical. But it was um, definitely interesting for us to read together and realize that we had different opinions on what we were reading and different thought processes around what we were reading. And so one day on Facebook Messenger, she asked me, had I been doing my homework? And I was like, oh, and then she's checking on me too. I thought it was cool, right? So needless to say, we're not married. We didn't get married because that was like other things were happening, but this was like a really defined point of contention that we were able to talk about and we amicably decided to not get married, but it was just one of those things. So I'm like, she changed my life off the first, like um, <laughs> save my life, change and save my life off the first blush. So I'll bring her in, Dr. Vicki Johnson, Tell them, a, tell them a little bit about yourself and then we'll, I'll finish the conversation on other ways that I was the baby bird. That's so funny. Thank you, Wendy. Yes. I am uh, so excited to be here on your inaugural podcast yes. for the Goddess Awakening and Healing Sanctuary. Mm -hmm. The sanctuary, which, you know, is my heartbeat. It's my passion. And so honored to be here with you as you kick off this next level of, of this movement and revolution that you have started. Yeah, we were a part of, that was actually a NAPFEM mm -hmm. dinner, which is the National Association of Black Female Executives in Music, Music and Entertainment. Entertainment. And uh, it was the DC chapter dinner, I distinctly remember that mm -hmm. night, and sharing about being a kidney donor and officiating weddings and just being Vicky, mm -hmm. right? And so just to watch your evolution and your growth and your expansion, you know, has really been fulfilling. And just looking forward to what's next. So, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Well, I you. appreciate your yes mm -hmm. on the first one. I think it's so apropos that you were here on the first inaugural podcast. Thank you. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, so... Just over the years, from that time moving forward, you know, she was just very instrumental. And so at that point, I was probably just turning 40. So on my 40th birthday, again with NABFAM, we sat on a panel together mm -hmm. in Washington, D.C. And on the way to the panel, I was thinking, like, I'm 40 and I've never had an, a real mentor before. My mom did a great job for up to what she knows. People around me, teachers and other people have done great um, up to what they knew. But uh, I hadn't had like a, a traditional mentor, professional business, spiritual, all encompassing mentor. And so I asked her the day of our um, panel, 
on my 40th birthday, can she be my mentor? And she was like, sure, grasshopper. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was hyped. So it went from there. And so every now and again, she would drop me little seeds. So one time she said, she just sent a text, maybe like six years ago, you want to change your life? I was like, yeah. And then she sent a link to a, a, a documentary series mm-hmm. for me to watch called Hidden Cutlers. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Once I finished watching that whole thing, I was like, oh my God. Because some of the things that I had been experiencing mm-hmm. were making sense. Mm-hmm. And honestly, at that point, I had just gotten arrested. My mom and I were profiled in my hometown and we went to jail and we got mug shots and fingerprints and my daughter watched it all and we were well dressed we weren't doing anything outside of anything that we you know that we weren't supposed to be doing we're not criminals um my mom was crying as we're in the cell mm-hmm. they had no compassion the officers that arrested us they never read us our rights they never gave us any courtesy of anything. The only way we got out was because my boyfriend from the sixth grade was a, a police officer in the town next door. My daughter just got her cell phone the week before, so she's a texting animal at this point at nine, right? I said, call my sister in Texas and get him here. We need help. Because we were going to, we were in jail. It was the day after Thanksgiving, which means the weekend. If you stay in jail, you stay there till Monday because you go to county. And it was three o'clock in the afternoon. So we were all stressed out because we don't do jail. We don't do this. We don't do arresting, arrestings. So I had no idea like what, it, what this was to navigate it. Luckily, we got out. I had to pay exorbitant amount of money, I had to fight in court. I was pissed. And then Trayvon happened. And like we all know in our community, this stuff happens all the time. It kind of just became normalized, but now it's coming to the forefront. So all of these things were happening at the same time. So now I'm like a victim of kidnapping, which is I was kidnapped. Then I'm seeing these things out in the media. My health is taking a, a turn. You know, I'm unfulfilled in other places, professionally, personally, spiritually, and it was all a perfect storm for me to start getting these baby bird little worms by Dr. Vicky and by other people who were starting to, I was starting to attract these other people because I wanted this information. And when you're clear on that you want more information, you don't know what the information will be, but it'll start to come. Well, that's what transformation is, you know, transformation does not begin until things start falling apart. And so the women that I mentor and teach and have shared with over the years typically come to me and break down, Mm -hmm. like their life is falling apart. I'm really clear. Women are in one of three places. They're in breakdown, they're breaking through from the breakdown, or they're breaking open to a new normal and getting adjusted. And so when women come to me and break down like you were in that moment, Mm -hmm. my advice or my suggestion, because I don't give advice, I really believe that the answers are in us. And so my suggestion is let it fall apart. 
the greatest thing, the greatest gift you can give yourself when things are falling apart is to let it fall apart. Hmm. Because typically it is a spiritual intervention. Okay. Right? Creating circumstances that are beyond your control. And when things are beyond your control, at some point you're constrained to surrender. Mm-hmm. So now you can start breaking through to that break open point of a new normal, which is how we got here mm-hmm. today. So breakdown is a gift. And when you settle in that, when you settle in that recognition and that knowing, now you're on your way to evolving and expanding. So much easier said than done. Because <laughs> it's painful. Yep. It's, you know, it's super painful. And I remember I raised myself along with my grandmother in a specific spiritual system where I was committed and will fight you for it. And, um, you know, my mom didn't necessarily uh, practice as, as staunchly as we practiced, but and that was that caused me issues too because I was like, oh, oh, then something's gonna happen to my mom. You know what I mean? So as time went on, and then once I got arrested, and then once the whole um, movement started, the Black Lives Matter movement and things like that, um, in the spiritual community that I was in, they weren't being very aggressive. So now, mind you, I always had a revolutionary spirit. I'm the one who's five at Toys R Us and sees the black baby dolls and the white baby dolls, baby alive, I saw that in the store. And all over this box, it said black, 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 black. And the white baby doll box didn't say that. So I'm asking my mom at five, why is that like that? She said, write them a letter and ask them and tell them how you feel about it. So I started early. And whenever things would happen, I would wanna have a something to say about it so like in high school it was like the whole red black and green movement and you know it was South Africa and don't wear certain brands and so I did all those things and anytime there was a a movement to march or whatever I did all those things so I had that spirit but I just didn't know how to funnel it I didn't have a place to go to to make it better besides going to the mall with everybody else on one specific day to fight the power, you know? And then I'm thinking this spiritual community is powerful. So many generations of educated, resourced people who are not really doing anything specific. There was no specific action item. So I was frustrated there, and then I couldn't sit back any longer. And so then I'm watching this Hidden Colors on the side, and then I'm watching these other things, and I was like, there's a different way, and I have to do something different. And I didn't know what it was, but it was starting to just unfold, and that's when I was learning. So, okay, uh, Dr. Vicky Dr. Vicky told me to read the, the Mastery of Love, and then I read that, and then she says, all right, you ready for the next book, The Four Agreements. So then I read the four agreements and I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. I got another set of things to learn, to absorb, to take action on, to consider or not, you know. But because I wanted to elevate and I wanted to do something differently and learn differently, um, I was with it. So I started, I printed it out, 
could you share what the four agreements are? Cause sure. The four agreements. Well, first, before I share the four agreements, it's important to know and those who are listening to know that when the student is ready, the teacher, teacher appears. appears. And so you don't get the lessons until you are ready for them, because mm -hmm. if you get them prematurely, it won't really benefit you. So the four agreements are, and I love them, always do your best, be impeccable with your word, don't make assumptions, and don't take things personally. Uh-huh. Always do your best, be impeccable with your word, meaning if you say something, you say you're going to do something, do it. If right. you're not going to do it, don't say you're going to do it. Just be impeccable with your word. Be in integrity, which mm -hmm. is a big core value for me. Don't make assumptions. Because in the absence of information, people make up their own stories. Mm -hmm. So ask questions. Get curious. Curiosity is a gift. Always do your best. If you're going to make a commitment to do something, to be somewhere, to be something, someone, to someone else, do your best or don't do it at all. And then lastly, don't take things personally because almost all of the time, people's adverse or negative behavior is not about you. Mm -hmm. It's about them. Mm -hmm. Neither is it your responsibility to fix other people. Right. You have to be invited. You have to be given permission to speak or I'm going to say interrupt someone's life with your opinion mm -hmm. if you don't have permission then be quiet mm -hmm. so the four agreements really shifted me to another level of peace and undisturbed composure i like to call it so i'm a professional observer mm -hmm. i don't miss a lot <laughs> i see everything mm -hmm. but i don't say a lot unless i'm invited to do that so the four agreements will shift you to another level of readiness, which is why I love that whole series mm -hmm. of books to include the mastery of love. Well, it definitely brought me a lot of peace because I have a, I'm a Scorpio and it, and the Scorpio spirit that I have is that little stingers up in the back, ready mm -hmm. to ha on somebody before they get me. Like I'm watching, and I'm seeing you coming and I'm gonna get you first. So it's ego, very egoic and just all types of stuff that was hemming me up that wasn't allowing me to grow and be my best self. So. But you know what? The greatest defense is a good offense and the greatest offense is a good defense, mm -hmm. right? When, when you find the integration of them both, then you don't live on edge because living that way, mm -hmm. that type of Scorpio style and mm -hmm. I know it because my daughter is one <laughs> living that way really is a type of paranoia yeah if you will which is antithetical to peace mm -hmm. if I can say it that way so you know I played basketball I came to Howard University on a basketball scholarship mm -hmm. and so that training that conditioning that discipline um, of mastering the basics you know, perfecting the fundamentals, which those skills carried over into my life and into my life's work and my passion, that discipline, that focus, that determination, that capacity, that endurance, mm -hmm. and really understanding 
the blessing of a good offense and the blessing of a good defense. Balance. It is so important to have that integration because mm-hmm. if it's off balance, mm-hmm. then your your victories are inconsistent. Right. Right? So that's that's what we practice every day, which is why I love the work that you're doing. Got to say it again with the Goddess Awakening and Healing Sanctuary because <laughs> it gives women an opportunity to practice you have to practice healing. Yeah. Healing is not comfortable. No. When um, I had my surgery, and being a kidney donor was the second major surgery that I had. Back in 1991, I'll, I'll always remember it, Father's Day, July, uh, Father's Day, June 1991, a Sunday afternoon. It's like 102 degrees here in D.C. I'm playing a co-ed softball game, run to home plate, and this guy is like playing like he's in the World Series, right? Slides in the home plate. I had on cleats. Mm. Shattered my tibia bone, ankle. I'm in the hospital. Had two surgeries um, on my back for 12 weeks. Wow. Took me a year to learn how to walk again. Wow. And the point of sharing that story is that before you experience the wholeness that comes at the end of healing, you have to go through what's called that healing crisis. Healing crisis. And so crisis allows us, number one, to be grateful that you're still alive mm-hmm. um, and prayerful <laughs> that the pain and discomfort will end. But it's necessary. You know, it's like a good weight trainer, like working out. If you haven't worked out in a long time and then you do a real intense workout, mm-hmm. the next day you are hurting. Mm-hmm. You can barely move because stagnation, whether it is in the field of athletics or in life or emotionally or mentally, stagnation is dangerous Yeah, because it is a feeding ground or fertile ground for infection mm-hmm. and uh, stiffness and lack of movement. Mm -hmm. So it's just important to stay in practice. That's one of the takeaways I wanna offer today is for women, since we're talking to sisters, to stay in practice, stay Mm -hmm. in movement, stay in movement um, so that you can get to that place of healness, healing, (laughs) healness, new word. New word. Yeah, that was a, I'm not going to say a Freudian slip, but healness, wholeness. Yeah. Right? So you can get to that point. And now when you're full and overflowing, then you have a responsibility as you're doing to now reach back and refresh others from your overflow, not your capacity. Right. Because your capacity is for you. Right. When you, when you try to serve others from your capacity, you eventually end up in a place of resentment because your capacity is for you. It is from your overflow, like that sister coming out of the lotus on your logo. Mm-hmm. It is from the overflow out of the beautiful place that we get to serve others, not while we're in the mud, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the struggle, mm-hmm. you know, under the water, underground, behind the mountain. Mm-mm. That's when you're supposed to be doing the work on you. Right. Now when you get to this place, of enlightenment and awareness and sensitivity it is from there that you now can water the lives of other people and you know that's very um interesting because another seed that dr vick vicky placed in my spirit 
was when I came to her frustrated about my community, my spiritual community, and she's, she gave me other things to consider. We went to lunch and I just told her and I was almost afraid to tell her because she is Elder Ricky, Dr. Johnson, Soror, sister, she's every, all those things and I was a little, because you can't tell everybody that because right. then they'll side eye you. Mm-hmm. So she just was like, okay, well, consider this or try that or watch this or whatever. So then I did that. And then I came back again. And I was just telling her about some of the health issues that I was still experiencing. And then she sent me to another person. Um, shout out to Tama from the Womb Sauna. And that's where I learned about stagnancy. Mm-hmm. That's where I learned about energy that has been blocked. Um, that's where I learned about balance and feminine energy and male energy and balancing them together because when I was doing sort of like a diagnostic with Tama, I was all male energy, but also that Scorpio too. So then here I was just out here wilding, just (laughs) throwing off all this male energy. Fire. yeah. Yeah, fire. So learning how to balance that, learning how to, you know, backtrack and be more aware of what I was doing, what I was saying, how I was presenting myself, being more aware of my emotions and understanding where they come from and understanding how to sift and sort through them and know that a lot of times I tracked all of it. So figuring out how to not be angry at myself, but just shift the energy. Let me say something right there because we attract what we reflect. Mm -hmm. Let me say it again. We attract what we reflect so if you're an angry person Mm -hmm. you're going to attract angry people if you are an unfulfilled person you're going to attract unfulfilled people right this again is the urgency of the practice Mm -hmm. of the movement toward being an integrated person, a whole person, a healed person, Mm -hmm. a content and fulfilled person. Let's be specific, a satisfied woman, because then you will attract other satisfied women into your life to create that village, to create that circle, to keep pushing you higher. Because you know, when women get together, magic happens, Mm -hmm. healing, breakthrough those things happen so it is important to really get honest with yourself like who am i right what am i putting out into the world because that's what you are attracting right and i am a big proponent of personal responsibility taking genuine authentic honest sometimes gut honest inventory Mm -hmm. of your stuff And then sitting in that. That's what that lotus is about. Sitting in the lotus. Sitting in the ugly, dark, nasty, mean, (laughs) stank (laughs) place and getting honest with it. Mm -hmm. And so I don't ask people what's wrong with you. Why are you like that? The question is what happened to you? Right. What happened? What happened to you to make you become this person and so then that takes the woman most of the time on an inward journey like let me sit in this go back to that trauma that interruption 
because that's where you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Now, from that place, you can begin to do your work mm-hmm. to get to a place of heal. I like healness. Yeah, I like that that's word. the new word um, of healing and wholeness. You know, and then create your own personal sanctuary mm-hmm. in your home. Yep. So wherever you are becomes the sanctuary. It's true. So now you become a safe place for other women to come to. It doesn't have to be a building. We should be the first sanctuary so right. that wherever we go, that safe and sacred place is. Okay. So now we'll go back to women gathering. Mm-hmm. So here's another little baby bird worm. Um, I went to Vicky's. what was the name of the, the conference in Maryland? Girl Talk Unplugged. Girl Talk Unplugged. The sacred. No, Girl Talk Unplugged, the ultimate getaway. The it ultimate was in getaway. April of 2013. Mm-hmm. So I go there, and it's just like women who are in different places in life, but it was, we had like Zumba to go go. We had, you know, they were selling all types of stuff and, you know, self-care stuff. Self-care, yeah, self-care things. Yeah. And then Vicky was like, if you don't want to come to the meeting, don't come. Go to the beach. Go sit by the pool. I had never been to a place where it's not all structured. Mm-hmm. Like, there was something in place if you wanted to participate. But right. if you didn't, you didn't have to. It was like very peaceful and cool. So we're at a luncheon and up on stage is an awesome firecracker named Dr. Sakaliba Mines. And she's from the Institute of Multidimensional Medicine, which is right here in Washington, D.C. So she starts going, and she was going. Mm -hmm. But she was asking basic stuff. And there had to be 100, 200 people in the room, all women, lunch. Everybody's facing her on that stage. And she's probably five, two, three, maybe. And she just pacing back and forth. And she said, do you love yourself? And I was like, uh. She said, do you drink water? I was like, no. <laughs> then she was like, do you use the microwave? I was like, yeah. She said, do you cook your own food? Like basic stuff. Do you, do go you out sleep in the sun? at night? She said, what was so amazing, she, and I still remember it, and I do it to this day. She said, flip on your back and the skin right above your um, knees the, the thighs in the back basically is like a gill of a mushroom and that's where you get the sun yeah. because we need vitamin D to mm-hmm. heal I'm like who is this lady <laughs> who is she so I went to go see her yeah. and she has been my doctor for like the last four to five years so remember when I said earlier I was really entrenched and gave all of my power away to the traditional medical system here in the U.S. I went to her the first, so now we had that speech, then I go to her, um, and the first consultation was an hour and a half. Yeah. And she looked you in the face and she said, do you love yourself, Miss Cherry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you drink water? Do you have it, you know, and I was like, who, yo, I love her, right? So she started changing things about what I was doing, she added more water in. She added more fruit and vegetables. Like, nobody had ever asked me. So really, for 15 years, I was at the same doctor here in Washington, D.C. I called them a few months later and got all my records and transferred them right to Dr. Mines. Now, this lady is a, a integrative uh, 
healer. She doesn't even take insurance. But I knew that the investment in my health was enough to just pay it. And she's also a medical doctor. And a medical she doctor. Is, she is a medical mm-hmm. doctor and an integrated medicine physician. Right. So she has an MD mm-hmm. and a PhD from mm-hmm. the Institute of, Multi- of, of uh, Integrated Medicine. In New York, I like to say that because mm-hmm. she is credentialed. Yes. Oh no, she's she is a real physician um, who left, and there are a lot of doctors doing that. She mm-hmm. left traditional Western practice of medicine mm-hmm. to step into the freedom and liberation of being a healer. She said to me in uh, in an appointment that we had that she w- she didn't go to medical school to learn how to write prescriptions. Mm-hmm. And the prescriptions, the prescriptions most of the time made people feel worse. Yep. So she wanted to study, you know, what is the root cause of illness so that she could treat that to help people not just manage symptoms, but to heal whatever the condition was. Yeah, I love her. She said to me, I'll never forget it. And she also deposited into me just some wisdom and increase my capacity. She said, I believe the body can heal itself of anything. Anything. That was so simple yet revelatory to me. Mm-hmm. She said, "We when the body has what it needs, sun, water, good food, rest, love, it can, it can heal, heal itself. itself. And it's true. It's true. And I've mm-hmm. done that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm doing that. I'm in the process. In the last four to five years that I've been a, a student and a patient of hers mm-hmm. um, has even ushered me into wanting to do this on the nutritional side. So right. the Goddess Awakening Healing Sanctuary is founded. Uh, the foundation of it is nutrition and um, being able to help the body heal and you know, even I'm I'm in talks with Dr. Minds to become a part of her staff awesome. as a holistic health coach because so many times when you get this information, just like when you unravel some of the other things that you might have learned all your life, and then you realize maybe there's something else to consider. That's painful. This this medical stuff is so overwhelming, mm-hmm. you know, and so. You can go in all gung-ho, excited, but it's hard to sustain it if you don't have somebody who's there supporting you. And so that's what my role is in general, but will be in her practice too, is being able to support and also bridge the gap of the information like, okay, if she says take vitamin D, this is why you take vitamin D, not just go buy some vitamin D. So you have to like make it make sense. So... That was just another little worm that's like, you know, part of now my career. A part of my career is to help support people because I love to see people realize that they can heal themselves. And um, it's a whole blow your mind kind of concept if you've never heard it before. Right. Because we were taught. Go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. And now the doctors have a place. You break your leg, you better get to the emergency room. You you shatter your tibia, you better get there. They're great for triage and those um, emergency situations. But on a day-to-day basis, if you drink water, if you get enough sun, if you cook your own food mainly, because when you go out to eat, there's so much salt, oil, and sugar, I call it SOS, 
It's an SOS. And the standard American diet is actually killing people mm-hmm. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And um, I heard a great talk at Howard University maybe two weeks ago. A gentleman actually said that the American diet is genocide on black and brown people. And he broke it down so beautifully. And I was like, yo, it's the truth. It is. It's the truth. You know, so that's part of what I am in my coaching practice. I am helping people unravel some of their addictions to sugar, oil, salt, you know, just triggers that we have for foods that we've eaten all of our life that might not be good for us. And honestly, the whole food ecology and economy has changed since 1992. Between 92 and 96, things have been put in place where the food is not as pure as it used to be from our grandparents. Right. And so you'll see the whole gluten-free, organic, non-GMO movement happening in most of the grocery stores. And there's a reason for that. Um, and so part of the sanctuary moving forward in more episodes we will have people coming in to talk about those things i'm having a woman coming in to talk about growing your own food and the importance of it and she says it's easy i still want to see that because i have a balcony but she says it's easy to do we also have a nutritionist coming in from howard university who is going to talk about you know moving gracefully through the ages 30, 40, 50, 60, and beyond, and how you can set yourself up from a nutritional perspective to navigate it in a healthy, vibrant, vital way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also going to have Tama from the Womb Sana come in and talk about womb health. And most people, many women, don't know that your womb, where you created a baby or maybe even a business, is a very powerful place. It is. And, um, and you the know, seat of a lot of stagnation. The seat of a lot of stagnation. Emotional emotions. trauma. Yep. Yep. That's where we keep it. So the mind and the heart forgive, we can we can work through lots of issues, but the body is less forgiving. And so that's why a lot of times we wind up with a lot of what they call autoimmune issues. So cancers and MS and um, lupus, lupus mm-hmm. and all those things. Fibroids. They really are. They really are created by some of the um, food that we eat, the way that we manage our stress or don't, uh, the people that we're around, and things like that. So Tama will talk about that. Um, I'm also going to have a woman named Risikat Okadeyi come in from Little Soso Productions and Black Magic Woman and talk about how, in the beginning, I talked about how women who didn't necessarily come from the populations who created this magic and these healing modalities, how the ancestors, that's us, of the people who created this stuff, Mm -hmm. how we are now taking the power back Mm -hmm. and we're not being smudged out of the story of how these modalities have healed people for centuries and generations before um, technology kind of came in and changed some things. She'll come in and talk about how she's teaching here, people here in Washington, D.C. and all over the world, how to take herbs or manage things a little bit differently or um, use crystals or just different things that people have done over the years that she has taken and has 
made sort of like a curriculum because she's a teacher. She's a she's a college professor. So she knows how to break it down and give you a curriculum and teach you how to do it. And, you know, you can use it moving forward. That's one. And then um, we, we're going to have someone come in and talk about um, sacred movement and different ways to heal yourself through movement mm-hmm. um, and some of the history. I always like to, to talk about the history of how these modalities came out as much as we know um, and how the effect that they're having on people. I'm going to have another group coming in to talk about the homeschooling system in Washington, D.C. and nationally and what that looks like and the successes of black and brown people teaching their children at home and, you know, how the the ups and the downs of that, because you got to be able to do that with teenagers and at all the different, you got to know the math, you got to know those things. So these are some of the topics that will be, um, we will be addressing, but all of it is to help black and brown women think differently about their healing, about their wellness, about where they are in life right now, what they have attracted into their Mm -hmm. lives. And if they love it, then love it. But if you don't love it, and you should love it. So if you don't, if you just like it, if it's just like, cool, then let's figure out how we can just get you to the love. Yeah, there's more. Life should be sweet. Mm-hmm. Life should be sweet. And I think it's so appropriate that your first episode is around soul wealth and sisterhood. Soul wealth is the result of sisterhood. This is how it was born. Where did it come from? I'm asked that often. Mm-hmm. And so I did a TED talk about four years ago now, almost five, on the power of sacred sisterhood. And when preparing for that talk, um, What came to me is that the power of sacred sisterhood is connection, women connecting, women collaborating, Mm -hmm. and then creating community. Because all of the things that you talked about are so much easier to implement and then manage in the context of community. And so the result of women connecting, collaborating, and creating community is soul wealth. What is soul wealth? It is vision, compassion, abundance, authenticity, and then legacy. It has five tenets to it. It's being, it's having vision, knowing where you're going, where you want to go, being compassionate first with yourself and then others, then living a life of abundance. You attract that when you start living compassionately with yourself in that sweet spot. Mm -hmm. That's why we have to find that sweet spot so our lives can be sweet. When you are living with vision, knowing where you're going, being graceful with yourself, having compassion, attracting abundance. Now, because you're peeling back the layers as you've been doing the last Mm -hmm. six and a half, seven years, now you're being authentic, true to who you were born to be. And now that that tank is filling up of authenticity, the overflow is creating a legacy. The sanctuary is going to live long after you do. Sydney now has something tangible Mm -hmm. that she can continue. Dr. Mines is pouring into you Mm -hmm. work that will live long after she's gone. Mm -hmm. So legacy is about creating a foundation with strong shoulders so that women coming after you can stand on, have a leg up to not have to start from the beginning or go back further than you did. But Mm -hmm. legacy is about giving people 
a higher place to start from. And so that is the tenet of legacy. That's where I am in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm in the legacy phase of life. Everything I do is very intentional, is very focused. It's about creating legacy. I'm working on some family projects down in Florida, you know, to preserve the legacy of the ancestors that I have and mm -hmm. was blessed to be in their lineage. And and so it's a very intentional, sweet life. I can say unequivocally, I love my life, mm -hmm. right? Yes. I live the four agreements. Soul wealth is who I am. I'm at the point now of embodying the brand that... You know, it's not just a brand, but, you know, in this, this day and time, this culture that we're in, branding is important. But this is not a brand to me. It's my life. Right. It is a lifestyle movement. I embody that. So wherever I be, soul wealth is. Mm -hmm. So vision is there, abundance, compassion, authenticity, and legacy. And because that's who I am, that's who I encourage and often inspire and mostly provoke mm -hmm. uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> is the word that comes up for me. Okay. Other women to do the same. So it's a movement, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not just a t-shirt, it's not just a sisterhood. It is an intentional seed that I plant and the goal is to have it produce a harvest that will live long after we're no longer here. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, I'm still at the beginning stages of creating the Goddess Awakening and Healing Sanctuary, but it's coming. Like, I Quickly. can wake up in the middle of the night and I get all these thoughts and ideas and everything, and I usually just try to write them down. But I definitely know that the, the mission is to educate, empower, and inspire. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to educate women who haven't heard this information before and give them the option to to take it in and then do with it what they will and power like when you when you have information and good information um you feel strong yeah you you move differently you think differently you make decisions differently you do everything differently and so that i want them to feel as empowered as i do because i have um in the journey, uncovered so many things about myself. I have uncovered things about my community, about my people, about my ancestry, about you know my um, direct family, and I feel like super strong. You know what I mean? Like I feel very powerful, and and then I have in that power, I have removed myself from relationships and situations that I was in um, personally and professionally because I felt empowered enough to recognize that I didn't deserve the treatment I was getting. I deserve better than that. You Can know? I just say something right there? I sure. want to say that, and you're living this. This is why I want to highlight it. Mm -hmm. Healing, and I've said this to you personally, healing can only take place in the light of truth. Mm -hmm. Right? And so the work that you're doing is so imperative because so many women are protecting illusions yeah. that are really not serving them, that are really not working for them. So here comes Wendy, right, and the sanctuary shining the light because healing can only take place in the light of truth. So keep shining the light 
because it is in that light now we can see who we really are, where we need to work, where we're strong, where our gaps are, mm-hmm. you know, what, what we need to do to get to that sweet spot. I have to keep going back to that because our birthright, as you said at the beginning, is to live a sweet life. And it's real, mm-hmm. right? It's not pretentious. It's not imaginary. It's not for show. Right. Or social media. Right. It's real. Right. And I'm just so proud of your courage. Well, thank you. And and just stepping out to do this work. Because it's not for the faint-hearted either. Because giving birth to a movement like this that will heal women, because when women heal, we heal a nation, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We heal the world. It's not for the faint-hearted because it can be a lonely road. Mm-hmm. So you have to love yourself. Yep. You have to be comfortable with your own company. Right. Right. So you can drown out the noise and keep growing and evolving, inspiring, educating, and empowering. Yeah. You go, girl. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, I'm so excited, and I again, I'm so grateful that you were my first guest. It just only made sense. Thank you for and, the opportunity. Um, yeah, and thank you for always just sharing the nuggets and, and giving me a safe place to land uh, in some of the more trying times. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to also um, just invite you to share the podcast with other people as we start to have more shows and as we start to get our reach out more just share it with other people it's just one of those things where the information is there Mm -hmm. and it's you know it's up to us there is like a saying that you are the person who who we're looking for you are it. Like, I'm it. I'm the person that I've been waiting for is is what it is. And so, you know, anytime somebody gives good information, um, you know, you can be empowered from that. And, <clears throat> and so I just think that it's really important that we share and, and we give each other a safe place and we recognize our value because our black, brown women value has been diminished in the media in our families, um, nationally, in the mirror. internationally, <laughs> and totally in the mirror, because yeah. that's where it starts. Absolutely. That is where it starts. It starts in the mirror. But once you start to uncover some things and, like you say, get in the place where you can enjoy being with yourself, and once you are in that lotus and when you are, um, you know, finding out things that you like, the shadow things, and then the things of light, it really does empower you and and inspires you to do other things. And it can inspire your family. So they say that when you heal a woman, you heal a nation. And I think of that in a way of when you heal a woman, you can heal her family. Mm -hmm. So a woman is the one who shops. Usually, if we're talking about a traditional family, we know there's some awesome dads out there. We know there's some people who have reversed the roles. But I'm talking traditionally, the moms are the ones who feed the family. They go shopping. They get the food. They teach the children what to eat. Um, They take them to the doctor appointments. They are the ones giving them the baths, doing the hair on Sundays. They are the ones doing those things. And um, when you can empower her and inspire her and educate her, she can move that. And then that will be a ripple effect 
that will go to her children and to her her partner and to her family and then it'll just go and go and then we'll all be as powerful, empowered, and inspired. Because we've been getting questions about why are you not doing this for the male, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, as uh, Dr. Vic, Vicky so beautifully put it, I'm clear on what my role in the revolution is. So other people have to come up, this is just my role, and I'm learning to stay in my lane. <laughs> so um, again, thank you for coming to the sanctuary. Um, and we're here to inspire and to educate and empower women and if you feel stuck and you feel unfulfilled there is a way that you can transform into your most authentic and healthy selves and I look forward to talking to you next time thank you thank you so much Wendy thank you Thank you for listening to The Sanctuary. Please follow us at Awaken and Heal on Instagram and on the web at goddess-awaken.com to follow the revolution.